Welcome to Therapy is Dope with Alicia and Julie. Let's make self-help fun again. But no, seriously, laughter is the best medicine. Come and join us as we introduce new ways of thinking and being. And hopefully get you laughing along the way. We're back. Hello. Welcome to Therapy is Dope with Alicia and Julie. <laughs> We're coming hot, coming in hot with a great topic that Alicia is hot about right now. <laughs> I totally am. Patriarchy. Uh, yes, Julie and I decided to talk about patriarchy today. And she said, why does this make you so mad? And I was like, well, <laughs> I think that I have an underlying bitterness towards men in general. Um, and it's not so bad that I just like hate men and I don't want to be around them or anything like that. But uh, I think it started in my 20s when I was struggling so much to be in relationships because I have always been a relationship kind of gal. And uh, generally speaking, you know, there's always exceptions to the rule. Men tend to not always be the relationship kind of people. And so if you're a relationship girl, it can be really tough out there. Um, and it can be tough out there no matter what. But uh so that I think started it where I was just like angry that men couldn't mature and commit to relationships and then I got into a relationship and I was super happy which I'm still in and I'm still happy but um we had kids and kids really throw a wrench in things and I realized that the expectation in our culture in general is still that women do the majority of the work like we bathe the kids, we change more diapers, we make the doctor's appointments, we handle the insurance, we uh, put the kids to bed, we're thinking about their health when it comes to what they eat, we're concerned about their mental health, you know, these are things that guys just don't think about and assume that, that they just happen, and so I became disillusioned once again with men uh, and then as I got older, I, I'm going to be totally honest and say that I have not ever paid close attention to politics until probably around 2020 is when I started to get interested and I started watching things a little bit more closely. And now I'm just incredibly disillusioned with the men in our political I with our political leadership period. I mean, it's mostly men. And they are behaving badly and not getting any consequences. And, you know, we know at this point in the game that men have more privilege and there's a pay differential and people tend to listen when a man speaks more so than when a woman speaks. And there's just a lot of bias still out there uh, that many people believe that men are better than women and i am not i am not so proud that i can't say men are better in some things they absolutely are for example moving boulders or building a house they have more physical strength and are better in that department uh male athletes outperform female athletes that is a given fact so there are things that men are better at but it's not things that it's not everything the way that I feel like our culture seems to think and it's not just American culture Hispanic culture has machismo and I Asian okay Asian cultures yeah everyone's a son rather than a daughter absolutely well yeah and in China aren't like boys are way more celebrated than girls right yeah, but now that a lot of the, the um, schooling, right, the school system, um, everybody wanted sons. So now women um, are probably, probably maybe three women in a class of like 30 boys or something. So oh, they, wow. get a, they get to rule the roast, you know, they're like, hello, who would I want to date today? <laughs> <laughs> True. They, they, 
there's not very many women. So it's like, this is what happens when a culture is so skewed on one side, you know? And you were allowed in China, you were only allowed to have one kid for a long time. I, I, that law got lifted. I forgot when. But um, for a long time, you had to only have one kid. So if you had to choose, you would only have a son. So they either would abort the woman or they would, uh, you know, um, I don't know, do whatever it takes to just have a boy if you're only allowed to have one. Because the boy would bring, you know, carry out the name, would carry out all the whatever, take care of the family and do all the stuff. In reality, how many women take care of their families? Well, and I sort of feel like, although we're looking at it like these girls have more options and they're sort of in the position of power, they're actually not because then if those boys decided to gang up on them, they're outnumbered big time. Oh, in that way, yeah. And we are not, as I suggested already, as physically strong as men. So they could be overpowered very easily. I think that would be a scary situation to be in. Absolutely. I think that they could be bullied. They could be sexually assaulted. They could do all of those things would be, they would have no chance really. So that is very sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks to put a damper on everything, Alicia. I know. Right. And then, uh, the the statistics are changing in this country for sure whereas women are more likely to go to college now women are more likely to buy a house now so women are definitely stepping into their power but then we also have older typically white men making decisions for us and uh there's not that many women to balance out the gender differences in Congress and Senate and, you know. Maybe that, that it's, you know, it's changing generation by generation. Cause we just looked up, um, cause I remember at, right before this recording, I was telling Alicia, Hey, is there still a stereotype that women, you know, are, are um, less educated in finances or less open to learn about finances, even if they have the choice to, um, then we're like, let's Google that because I don't know. So we Googled um, just m math scores between females and males in the fourth grade. Was it fourth grade or third grade? Something like that. And it was like the males outperformed the women in by 3%. And then by eighth grade, they scored the same. So hopefully, you know, as the years go on, um, more and more women just take over. And I, and I know that when it comes to pharmacy, pharmacists there's a lot more asian women um taking that role and traditionally it was white white men so a lot of the older generation pharmacists are white older males while the new generation pharmacists coming in are a lot of them are asian females oh that's cool i didn't know that statistic i knew that there were more pharmacists i didn't realize they were asian uh I know there's more women going to medical school and more women going to veterinarian school as well. So Aww. women are definitely picking up the sciences, which is another thing that we were believed to have been lesser performers at. Uh, they thought that women were just bad at math and science and that's just not true at no. all. So why does it, okay, so we're, we're talking about all this. Why does it piss you off so much, Alicia? What's the therapy behind this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think I don't like not feeling any power and control, I guess, which power and control is like an illusion a lot of times anyways. But realistically, at this point, it often seems like men have more power and I know I have met men who hate women and feel like women are the devil and I've heard their arguments and I can understand it. And from that perspective, you know, women can be, we're no angels. So I'm not saying that women are better than men by any means. I just don't like the power differential that exists. And the only the only power that I think that they should have is the physical power, which they just already naturally have. Mm. So I, I 
kind of wish that it had stayed that way, but I, I feel like it went a little, it went a little too far because it's not like that in every culture. There are some small cultures where women have more power. Um, did you ever see Woman King, by the way? Oh, no, I need to watch it. Yes. Oh, my God. Every person needs to watch that movie. It's so good. But in that movie, the women were warriors and they protected their village and they had a lot of political power because of their physical power that protected their village. So I I assume that's how it all came down, that men were more physically power so, powerful, so they got to make more decisions. Um, I just, I don't like not having that power or respect really is, is another part of it. Um, mm-hmm. And then the fact that these beliefs that women are less than have continued. They've continued for generations. And like you're saying, yes, I do believe a lot of the younger generation has changed their perspective on that. But sadly, again, in certain areas in this country and in this state that I live in, and I don't know so much about your state, um, but there are definitely places where people are still believing the exact same thing they've always believed. And nobody's doing the education. Yeah, like we just Googled it. I just I just learned about the math statistics. Yeah. So I know my niece was telling me that she had to explain rape to her boyfriend, which means she probably also had to explain consent, which I would have assumed his mother would have done or his father to see there again. I just assume it should be the mom's responsibility. Uh, But it's like nobody's stepping up to the plate to teach these kids what they need to be taught and now the schools well at least down here the schools are trying to make it so you don't get sex ed until high school so when the hell are these people gonna learn it is they that makes sense sex ed actually should be younger not to teach them what sex ed is uh what sex is i guess i don't know maybe they said if you find out what it is if spark curiosity then they'll want to have sex earlier but not true would they have sex earlier anyway? And like the ease of internet and YouTube and whatever, and they could get access to that anyway? Because before, yeah. before, if you think about porn, right? Before you had to go into a store, finagle a fake ID or steal it from the store, bring it home. And then, uh, you know, you have physically run, somehow run to a porn store that has to be near your neighborhood. Because if it's not in your neighborhood, how much can you walk? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't bike that far so you're gonna have to bring this home and hide it so your parents don't see while they're cleaning your room right <laughs> i think a lot of kids accessed porn through their parents by the way oh that's true too, my bad. <laughs> uh, but but now it's literally a you're on your phone you go to safari you type in whatever you want mm-hmm. and so you it's can't like, unsee those images they really stick and stay Oh, they haven't. Have you seen those images? It's like, seriously, this should not even be, this shouldn't be the beginning of porn. So I'd rather show the sex ed when it's like super soft, soft stuff. You know what I mean? Okay. But see, you just brought up another thing that I'm pissed off about. Porn is only for men. It is not designed for women. Women do not enjoy in general. Okay. Again, everybody, there's always exceptions to the rule. But in general, women are not liking to see all the graphic stuff that goes on in porn. And we like a little storyline. We like <laughs> a little romance. We like a little buildup. And you don't get that. So who you don't, is it? You don't like the 15 second buildup? Hello, ma'am. I have a fire. I heard there's a fire you need to take out. Oh, you mean this fire? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's another thing that, that, men have the privilege of that women we get books that's what we get and you know what i don't always want to read thank you (laughs) picture books picture books (laughs) picture books that's funny that's how porn used to be way back in the day picture books 
Um, and so, I don't know, so if you think about it. But going what? back to the sex ed is what you were saying. Yeah. Is that too young to have That's- sex? Other countries do sex ed starting in elementary school, but you do it age appropriately. You, 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 kids don't need all the nitty gritty details. They accept all kinds of information and just like, let it go after that. Like my kids asked me, both of them have already asked me where do babies come from just on their own. And I told them the truth. What'd you say? Mommies make the babies in their tummies. Well, how does the baby get in there? The dad, because I said mommies have an egg, but how does the egg get the baby in it? Daddy shoot them in there. Well, how do they do that with their penis? Boom, story end right there. No more questions. We haven't talked about it since. I don't think they're any more interested in sex. Wait, 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 wait. So you say they know what a penis is? Yeah. Oh. I guess so. Because boys take them out on the playground. Oh, they do? Yes. Oh, that part I didn't know. Okay. Well, because little kids think they're being funny and they pull their pants down. And then you're like, wait a second. What (laughs) What is that? (laughs) So if they see it, they're like, excuse me, what's going on here? And a lot of kids have brothers. I mean, my kids don't. So they saw it at school. And they go, mom, what was that? Well, they came home and told me about it. I saw Brayden's penis or whoever it was. I don't know which kid it was. I'm like, oh, did you? you? What what happened? Like you pulled it out because he yeah. was blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay. A, a couple of a, a couple times it was because a kid was peeing on the playground, which I again, <laughs> little boys realize real quick that they can go pee outside. Yet another thing that I'm jealous of men for. <laughs> that there's no control over. But <laughs> we're getting down. <laughs> To you can learn, learn how to pop a squat really well uh, i don't know maybe you could be correct i i feel like i have to avoid the shoes you know what i mean like how am i gonna how am i gonna not splash my feet there's the shoes but also like i feel like i've gotten it on my leg and like that's just i don't like all that yeah and then it has to just dry on you yeah. and then you oh that shit's there it's like, oh. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, they notice these differences, they see these differences, and then they ask about it. And it's not like, we literally never even said the word sex. Never. Oh. Yeah. That's true. I mean, I don't know. That's how it worked for my children. Obviously, as we established earlier, one is a terrible case study. (laughs) So (laughs) that was just my house. But Europe has bigger numbers of how they do sex ed starting in elementary school and their numbers of unwanted pregnancies are lower and their safe sex numbers I believe are higher so or their STD rates are lower so obviously it's working there's something about that forbidden you know when you're forbidden to do something it's like oh my god there's so much importance they put a spotlight on on that not knowing that you could just say oh whatever it's just sex and they're like oh i guess it's just oh never mind then and then it's not a big deal yeah but it could be like alcohol too you know like if, mm-hmm. if i i remember on the dinner table my dad would pour a glass of wine or something like that and then we would go what is that that wine would taste it and we would be like 10 we taste it ew it's so gross he's like okay and we literally, I don't have any interest in, or like I could drink once in a while, but rarely, you know, it's, and it was never forbidden thing. Yeah. So there was no interest to it. It's not like, oh, the adults get to do it. We don't get to do it. Now I really want to do it. Yep. And that, and that's been talked about a lot from Europe, European culture as well, that they have beer at a young age. They have wine at a young age. It's always at the dinner table. It's always in the house. So it's not like a locked liquor cabinet you know like a lot of kids parents these days have locked liquor cabinets and they're like well what's in there so going back to our topic what is our topic (laughs) patriarchy you think that has something to do with it like authority figure things that we're supposed to never question just for the sake of questioning it you know Probably. I'm sure. Yeah, because it's just, you know, 
when you're indoctrinated or uh, what's the correct word, acculturated to a certain environment, then uh, it's just your norm. So it's just, and probably for a really long time, it was just my norm. Like I just assumed that the man goes to work because my mom didn't work really. Um, so that was just like how it was, you know? And then I think at some point when I realized it could be different and then I started to believe it should be different. And then I was frustrated that it wasn't what I thought that it should be. And, uh, you know, I, I do think, like you said, the younger generations are doing better with these things. But I mean, this stuff is still affecting us all the time. Oh, I know what I was going to say earlier. You brought up a really great example of like when you go to meetings and stuff and men flirt with you and they think that that's all you're good for, essentially. Mm -hmm. Like they act like, oh, you're just a pretty face. You're just someone I could take out to dinner or something. Yeah, I've been to an investor meeting too. I've been to an investor meeting. I pulled up to, to a table. And I sat down and then a, a older gentleman, probably like, I don't know, 30 years, my senior turned around. I was like, oh, look at you. All right. Are we, are we getting the drinks already? And I went, yeah. huh? And he was trying to order a drink from me. And I went, and I, and I didn't get a catch in the beginning because I just was like, no, I'm, a, you know, like I just, it, it didn't make sense to me. And I went, oh, no, I don't drink. And he went, oh, I know, but can you get us, a, you know, something he was ordering. And I went, I, I don't know what. I'm not the waitress. And it hit me. I was like, oh, I'm not the waitress. I'm an investor. He's like, what? And it literally looked like I said, the sky is green. What are you talking about? He went, huh? You have money or you know what you're doing or you understand these terms or, you know, whatever it was. And it really was like, but then it was nice because towards the end he was like, oh, wow, this is, this is great. But he legitimate, whether it was malicious or not, legitimate it didn't realize that I could be an investor. Yeah. And these are the unconscious bias that exists out here. I saw a video once of this girl who went to a business meeting and the guy at the meeting says, have you ever thought about like doing your nails? And she was like, what? And he's like, I just find a woman so much more attractive when she has her nails done. And she was like, that has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about. And he's like, well, I'm just saying, if you're going to come out to me and he just like kept defending himself to the point where she just got up and left. She was like, you can pay for the lunch. I'm out of here. Like, what is this is like, why do you even think that's OK to say? But this is not uncommon for women that we get treated like less than when we're in an environment with them. I saw a video with Oprah once, too, where she was saying that she now has gotten to a place where she loves being in the room with a bunch of old white men. <laughs> if she just like channels all of her ancestors and whatever, when she goes in there so that she feels powerful. And I think that's a great idea because we can very easily, I think, feel small in those types of environments. Absolutely. And the more, the bigger you get in the world, the smaller you could feel. Yeah. And I think it also upsets me that men don't recognize their privilege. And I think it's because, you know, they might feel like, well, life's been hard for me too. Well, life's hard for everyone, but that doesn't mean that you haven't had privileges just because you're a man or just because you're a white man primarily. I mean, let's be honest, the white man has the maximum privilege. So... Um, and the fact that they still argue that they don't is just mind-blowing to me. Uh, yeah, it has to do with awareness because I know that I am privileged in certain ways. Like, we, we all have privilege, but it's right. kind of, it's just, just admit it. It's fine that you do. You know, it's fine. You know, it is what it is. And, and sometimes you don't even control it. Sometimes it's because the way you look, people just treat you a different way. That's it, right? Or with the car that you drive or whatever, right? So you could have money privilege, or you could have, or wealth privilege, or you could have, um, you know, physical body, like pretty privilege. Mm -hmm. You got things given to you. I have a, a, a gorgeous friend. And every time we go anywhere. Is it me? <laughs> <laughs> Not saying anything, it's Alicia. But <laughs> when I, me and Alicia go anywhere, 
we get served like crazy. We get the front of the line. We get free appetizers. We get free whatever. It's literally because Alicia's so pretty. <laughs> I don't think it's me. We haven't been out like that. <laughs> but it's, and nothing, you know, and I, I'm not going to hate on her because I'm like, this is fantastic. But to know that you have that privilege is one thing, but to pretend that you don't, that's the thing that's annoying. Just say that you do. Yes. Yes. And I mean, I'm still learning ways that I have privilege all the time. And How things like, well, I'm white. So there's that it's a privilege <laughs> right there. Um, and I think that's pretty, like one of the biggest ones, just like makeup's easier to buy hair. We were going to do pictures here at the office and well, we did do pictures and we were talking about hiring someone to do hair and makeup. And my partner was like, well, make sure that you hire someone who can do black girl hair. And I was like, can not everybody do black girl hair? Like, I just thought that that was something that you got taught in school, but apparently it's not. Apparently not every person knows how to do curly hair. Not every person knows how to do a black person's hair. So when you're, I, that was something I never even thought about, never even considered. Maybe so, I uh, and then there was a day I was talking to another one of our minority staff members. And I said something about, I don't think this person and this person would be politically aligned for therapy. And she goes, oh, I've never even thought about politics and therapy mattering. And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, I would never bring up politics in a therapy session because I just assume everybody's Republican. <laughs> I was well, like, wow, not me. I don't think about it like that. <laughs> no, that absolutely good. What if a person that was, you know, gay had a therapist that was really conservative? That That person would be wasting a lot of money in his therapy sessions because he'd be like, okay, I'm just not going to say anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, but the thing is that I think some people who are of these minority groups don't consider that because they do just assume, well, if you're a therapist and you're a white girl, you're probably just a Republican. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. So I know like I, I put on my profile on psychology today that I, would am willing to work with the LGBTQ community. And I was getting a whole lot of people from that community when I first started. And I was like, what, what did I say? So I went back and looked in my profile to see like what I did to attract all these people. And literally all I did was check a box saying that I was open to that. And I was like, that's really effing sad, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Do we have <laughs> know if we have time for that uh, but yeah so I I think you know and, and that's another way that I have privilege you know I don't have to worry about a client was telling me today that not her but her friend is going through a whole lot of um, turmoil because she just came, uh, got engaged to a woman and their families are not happy about it. One family's cool with it. And the other family is really not happy about it. And, you know, my clients being a support, which is nice, but that's another thing I don't have to worry about is trying to convince my family that I'm still worthy because I'm straight or even though I'm gay, you know, so I have a lot of privileges too. That's true. I just didn't layer it. I like now that you're mentioning it, it's like, oh, that's true. I don't have to worry about, you know, like now the whole uh, road versus way, right? That that whole thing. I, I don't have to worry when I'm in a conservative state if I'm going to be accepted or jumped or X, Y, and Z because I'm holding hands with a girlfriend because I'm, I have a boyfriend. Um, and I also, now that I'm thinking about it, I've dated several men, <laughs> fantastic, um, and of which have different skin tones. So I've gone like through the rainbow of skin tones. Ooh, okay. Have you done ginger too? I consider that a different skin tone. <laughs> you know what? I have not. I've been trying to think back. I haven't. 
Don't worry, I got the, I got you covered in that department. Okay. How is that? How is that? Fire down, it's, down, down, down to it's fun. It's fun. And um, you know, and I and I realize that I do get stares when it's like certain ethnicities more than other ethnicities. And I don't know if it was because of our interracial relationships. I don't know. I just did I just remember going, oh, okay. You just notice it, but I don't know what it was at the time. I just Oh, yeah. yeah, so I I uh have a picture that I posted in like 2020 or 2021 of me and Sebastian's arms next to each other, and I'm like super white and he's like super dark. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna send it to you later. Yeah. But um I I never even thought about Sebastian as being a minority. I just I considered him white when I met him. That was just how it was in my head. But after getting to know him and getting to know his family, I realized how much racism they've all experienced. And his mother uh, prefers to not tell people that she is Hispanic and tries to um, talk about the fact that she has French in her. So much so that she added her her French last name to her name. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Her last name is Estrada, but she made it uh, Estrada Pupar. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and she doesn't like to go in the sun. Now, granted, there's skin cancer and all of that, but she also likes to look white. Mm. So she does not enjoy the beach or anything as a oh, result. Oh, she hates the beach, huh? Yes. She, the only time I took her to the beach, she brought an umbrella. <laughs> good for her well does she look really young because she, she does look she does look young but that's hard to tell if it's from not being in the sun or if it's just her puerto rican jeans <laughs> maybe she should take those jeans the french jeans aren't so great in that <laughs> that's true <laughs> have puerto rican skin but also the french privilege <laughs> <laughs> but she was discriminated at work um for being a, a woman of color because she used to be darker and um so I think that was part of what inspired her I did her DNA test and um she came out as like 30 percent sub-saharan African and she was so upset she was like this can't be right was she half French or what, how much was, it? was it like oh two, I don't remember I don't remember like 2.5 percent she's like what? I don't remember, but that's a good question. That's so funny. It's like 9% Puerto Rican, 9% African, 1% French. Yeah. Uh, She was like, I think it's like Northern Africa. And I was like, it says (laughs) Sub-Saharan. I don't think that's Northern Africa. I think they got the wrong sample. That's not my saliva. Yeah. So anyway, you know, yes, I have privilege. You have privilege. Your beautiful friend has privilege. Honestly, I don't hate privilege. I just think it's like, ugh, whatever. Just everybody has privilege in different ways, yeah. you know? And honestly, you could have like fat privilege too, right? Like you get, yeah. And some people argue, no, we don't or whatever, right? But um, in in certain ways, people treat um them more or you know the larger population I have to be very, very careful about this because I have a friend that's like I think 275 pounds or something that more or less and she um she does get treated differently and I don't know if it's I guess I don't know if I would say privilege but some places especially like the really uh, um hip um like the up and coming um, um um like hipster places mm-hmm. like i feel like they treat her really well like oh they they really tend to her and make sure that she's okay versus if i went oh. by myself I'd get a lot of attention like that you know oh interesting so i think there is a change in that you know i f- i hope because i feel like the thicker the you know um the thickness is like in now 
I curvy- there's a lot of body positivity going on, but I can tell you, um, based on stories I've heard of people who lose weight, you definitely get treated differently when you lose weight. Like, oh, it, some- like better, like people are nicer. People notice you more. People talk to you more. People compliment you more. So we're, we definitely have a pretty bias for sure. Okay. And we include weight in that, in this, in this country. So maybe we should just edit what I said and just take that out. <laughs> no, I mean, um, I can, I can see what you are saying because there is a shift that's occurring now. And so the more yeah. progressive places may be doing stuff like that to sort of overcompensate for the fact that these people have been mistreated. Uh, so that may that may be true and and look people think affirmative action is overcompensating for things so that's a whole that's a whole perspective out here you know and I'm not saying that it's the same exact thing I'm just saying yeah but I think that's okay basically at the end of the day what we're trying to say is if you have privilege it's okay to admit that you have it like just don't pretend that you don't well, yeah, and I think that that's there's a big barrier for that for people, um, and I wish that we could have more honest conversations about our biases and our privileges and things like that, but our culture is just it's like so divided on so many issues at present mm-hmm. that it doesn't even feel safe to have those conversations a lot of times. Yeah, I actually do feel like I'm walking on eggshells when I'm talking about, like, if everybody came in a room and this was broadcast to the world or something, I would be really careful, like, and feel really nervous about being canceled or whatever. Even I have no social media, so there's nothing to cancel me, but I, I could see myself walking in somewhere and be really nervous and say, and, and you know, just say, okay, well, I have this privilege, da 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 you know? Or maybe I feel like also when I come in and I could say, Oh, I have, let's say, pretty privilege. And then someone goes, no, you're not pretty enough to have pretty privilege. You know what I mean? Oh, like, what God. They have that privilege. Like, like, let's say you see Seb and his family as white or whatever, right? French. and But nobody else sees her as French. Like, you're your mother-in-law. But she thinks she has white privilege. But in reality, she doesn't. She doesn't really look white. Yes, it's very Latina. So it's like, um okay so there's perceived privilege too (laughs) yeah there is and sometimes we just call that entitlement (laughs) i'm just kidding actually that can be true um but yeah i guess ultimately i think that life in general men have a lot more privilege especially tall men i saw this guy a celebrity being interviewed by Stephen Colbert or no, was it Stephen Colbert? I don't know. It was one of those late night dudes. And he was like, what advice would you have for young, young people? And he was like, don't think that you can be a celebrity. Now that is not advice that all the celebrities give. So I was intrigued. I'm like, okay, what is he talking about? He said, it is very hard to reach celebrity status and not everybody's going to get there. And he's like, these parents out here are telling these kids that anybody can make it. He's like, and that's just not true. He's like, I'm a tall white guy. You're a tall white guy. It was much easier for us. <laughs> and I was like, that is a solid point. And thank you for your honesty, sir. Inka, like that, that made, would make me like this person more. I yeah, I don't that. even know who he was, to be honest, but that's how much I paid attention. Uh, it was it was a speaker that I shared with you and he's a tall white guy and I told you I was like hey there's a speaker and he was really good he was talking about relationships and you were like my what and then you're like maybe I'm just jealous but he's a tall white good-looking guy so of course his it's gonna be like this is what you should do in successful relations because I did it it's like yeah you're a sexy tall white man yes dating is not gonna be so hard for you and I was like, oh, okay, okay. I didn't realize that. <laughs> I do. I'm being honest. That's a bias that I have. I do. And it's, you know, what's funny though. I looked up 
after that conversation, I looked up who are the top male relationship. No, I didn't even put male. I said uh, relationship coaches for men. I said, who are the top relationship coaches for men? All men. <laughs> yep, all men. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's interesting. It was also a little discouraging because I was like, well, I wonder if men would be open to hearing from a woman. That's what I was going to say. Do they sound like they're getting nagged at? Do they feel like, but at the same time, wouldn't they Wouldn't they be interested in the perspective of a woman? Like, you, so you're trying to get, you're, you're, you're trying to get into his, like, get this girl to like you, right? What do you do? What do you want to hear from a girl? Because like, this is what I like. Mm -hmm. But I don't know why, unless we sound like, don't do that, don't do that. Then he's like, I just feel like I'm getting nagged at. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I think it's hard too, because guys assume that you're just being nice when you're talking to them about things or you're just sharing your perspective. So there's a lot of things I think that get in the way of being heard. Mm -hmm. That's just you. That's not everyone. And I mean, there's degrees of truth to that. Um, but I looked up those men's, like if I said it was, I was on chat GPT and I was like, Hey, so if you had to summarize these men's work, what would you say it is? And it wasn't bad stuff. It was good stuff that I would say is quality. Um, so I don't think that they're saying, I don't think that what they're doing is incorrect. I just think that I have like that little bit of bias that like, oh, well, pretty white boys. <laughs> of course, you guys are capitalizing on this relationship advice. <laughs> Everyone wants to date you. Yeah. And so women, of course, will want to hear what they have to say, I think. And who's seeking relationship advice most? Is it female seeking or male seeking relationship advice? That's a really good question. And my hunch would be that it's probably women, which is yet another problem with our patriarchy situation because men don't talk to each other men don't get vulnerable and so the a lot of times the only person a man is getting vulnerable with is his romantic partner mm. so they're not learning we're learning <laughs> and mm. then we have to train them <laughs> mm. there, there was a book called i think radical awakening uh from dr it's a female name I, I don't I can't remember her name from here but um she talked about how um yeah patriarchy is built so that women pin ourselves against each other whenever we pin mm -hmm. ourselves like, if I compare myself to Alicia Alicia looks so pretty today I don't look so pretty I don't like her I don't like mm -hmm. it that feeling so I don't like her and then I start throw you under the bus oh yeah but last uh, um you know two years ago alicia slept with somebody da, 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 and bubba and they said that she whatever right mm -hmm. i'm making and i'm terrible at gossiping as you could tell <laughs> making random stories like <laughs> <laughs> um and and by us spending our energy and time talking shit about each other so men could go and support each other and grow and 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 you know, and um, be successful in what they're focusing on, which is usually career or, um, you know, lifestyle or whatever, versus we're wasting our time sitting there talking about each other. Damn, that's a good spin around to how can we take responsibility for the patriarchy? I like that perspective. That's a good challenge right there. And when you were talking about your pretty friend, you said, your perspective is, oh, this is great. I'm getting a benefit from this girl <laughs> looking this way, right? But that's not a lot of people's perspective, you know? And that's a hard perspective to come to. I know one of my friends invited me to a party and I showed up and like all of her friends were gorgeous. And I was immediately insecure, like, oh my God, why am I at this party? <laughs> and then I had to fake that I didn't feel insecure because I want to fit in. Oh, of 
force joined the club. <laughs> and later on, I was like, why are all of your friends so gorgeous? This is like madness. I never seen so many pretty women in one room. And she was like, I don't know. I just, that's just how it ends up going for me. And I was like, okay. Um, so I think it's really hard to get to a place where you're like, let me just compliment this woman. Let me just be nice to this woman. Let me just embrace this woman instead of immediately trying to make myself feel better because I don't think that I compare to her. Yeah, why do we take things so personally? Because I, I know that I've had a, a, several conversations with men at bachelor, bachelor parties, right? And I've been to a couple myself, but it's like at bachelor party, everybody love each other. Like everyone just wants each other to have more more fun. There's no judgment. There's no way. And some people are like crazy and weird or, you know, they do fucking questionable decisions. Like, oh, but nobody in the party ever goes, oh, I don't like Michael for doing that. That was really fucked up. I'm going to go tell Da, 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 you know, whatever, right? It doesn't really happen. So the bro code is very strong. But when it comes to a women, you know, like a bachelorette party, if, um, you know, something happens, they're like, oh, I don't really like that. Or like if one person's being like, you know, quote unquote bossy or like trying to get the group into a certain way and, and, and then they go, no, 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 I want control and they want control. And, what? and a lot of times, bachelorette parties, you leave a bachelorette party and you go, oh, that 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 girl I don't really like that girl anymore or I don't like this or da, da, da. it's always like something's going on versus I mean, that was fun and chalk it up as that that's it yeah you yeah, know and we- I've had several conversations about that and I was like damn it why can't we just leave because most of the time I usually go oh that was fun and then I'm like airhead totally not you know not paying attention and then I hear afterwards the drama <laughs> yeah uh I don't know. I don't know why it's like that. I know, like, I was talking to a client today about um, she doesn't want her children to be jealous of each other. And I was like, "Ooh, I don't know if you can avoid that, because I feel like I mean, I only have sisters and I definitely know I was jealous of both of my sisters at different points in my life. And honestly, I, I feel like that experience helped me to be better at being friends with women because it's almost like you have to deal with those feelings and work through those feelings. And then you can deal with them when you've experienced them with other people too. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't, I don't know exactly why we're always so competitive with each other. I don't know if it's just in, in us to be that way, or if it's like maybe part of the patriarchy and the fact that we feel like we have to fight our way to a certain place and uh, even, you know, fighting for men because they say there's only a few good men out there. And so we're all sort of like fighting for these guys, trying to get someone to pick us and get get a nice yeah. guy to pick us. Who feeds us a scarcity mentality? Is it because yeah. businesses make money when we question ourselves? When we question ourselves, we're buying more makeup, we're buying more skincare, we're buying more Botox, we're spending more money and making uh, making people rich right so if we felt good about ourselves would we just be buying less things probably i mean look we're a capitalistic society so we are going to make money on goddamn anything um and we will hit you in your most vulnerable spot to get to get it okay that's what we're doing um and probably if we felt better about ourselves and if our culture was different, there would be a lot less spending and a lot, a lot more connection. Um, Mm. And and maybe that is a big part of the problem. Maybe it's more so capitalism than patriarchy. Although I blame the patriarchy for capitalism. (laughs) How do you really feel Alicia? I mean, we weren't in the position of power. I, I do want we, to- we were bad at math, so we couldn't have been the one making the decision of <laughs> finance. But I do want to say you are in a successful, loving relationship, even though you recognize the, you know, the privilege of a patriarchy, right? Or the patriarchy that we live in right now. Yeah. So I do have to say that just because you don't like the patriarchy doesn't mean that you have to hate every man in it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I... And that's how I survive life in general is trying to focus on the positives in every situation. Like 
there are good politicians, both men and women. There are good men in this world who are treating women like queens. There are good businesses that have moral codes and values that don't aren't just out there to screw you over, you know, and, and I have to focus on those things because if I don't, I just go down a rabbit hole. And then it gets to the point where you're like, well, if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, we don't have a we don't have a budget crisis. Oh, we don't have a deficit in the United States. Let's just say we have zero. Yeah. So um, it's definitely not. I don't think it's any one person's fault. And I don't think it should be taken out on anyone. I just over throughout my adulthood, I've become more aware of a lot of these things. And so there's like a little disgruntled part of me, but I don't, I am aware of this in me. So hopefully that helps me not treat people poorly as a result. Do you bring, do you bring it up with Sebastian? Oh my God. Yes. Sebastian is being trained to be a feminist for sure. What is he saying? What is he, what is his reaction? He's so wonderful. We watched um, Chelsea Handler's special and it's pretty much, pretty much dog and white men. And um, which one, which one, the most recent one? Yeah. Her most recent one. What is that one? Oh, dang. I don't remember what it's called. I'll send it to you later. And he was like, dang, this is really making me feel bad. And I was like, good. I was like, men, <laughs> men should have that perspective, you know? And just like when um George Floyd died, I cried. And I remember texting one of my my African-American friends and saying, I'm crying, but I feel like I don't have the right to cry. And that's a good thing to feel that way. Do I have the right to cry? Absolutely, because that's fucking sad. But uh, you, you, we should feel badly that this kind of thing happens. It doesn't mean that you did it personally. It's just that, yeah, we should feel badly. Mm. Why did you feel you had no right to cry? Because I'm white and I have privilege. So, and black people have been dealing with that kind of thing for a long time and a lot of people were really upset that white people were finally like taking notice of that kind of thing happening um so there was just a lot of guilt that I was like damn do I even have the right to be sad about this like kind of like it's my people doing this sort of thing but it's nice that you did feel like that because it also reminds people that it's not um a, one party against the other party you know yeah that it's just made up of a bunch of individual millions of individuals and if you decide to believe in something regardless of what your background is then you believe in something and i think that's the the way that we're going to get through this these tough times it's like oh but i'm i'm a i'm a democrat i shouldn't be voting for this or i'm a republican i shouldn't feel this way but if you just feel that way and you feel like it's wrong then it's wrong to you it doesn't have to be because it, it, it and, and you know it's like this whole damned if you cross political lines or something but mm. who cares you know what I mean? because these the red and the uh, blue like the, you know the left and right wing people are just it's getting so extreme that you know you can't you have to walk on eggshells if you're gonna do something or they're gonna defamate you forever you know and it's like why can't we just rip those titles off of uh, us you know and it, and same thing with like white or black or this or this why can't we just rip the title and say i don't feel like that's right i don't feel like a police officer should do that to a person screaming i can't breathe i don't feel like those like it just doesn't feel right whatever that color is you know and yeah. i i'm hoping that i don't know hope that has some progression in how society is today it's crazy huh Human beings tend towards extremes. If you're the kind of person who, let's say, is super passive, eventually you may get really sick of being a super passive person. And what do people do? They tend to swing over into aggression. And now they're a super aggressive person. Everybody's like, whoa, what happened to you? They got sick of being passive and they didn't know the middle ground. And and I think that that's where we're at at this point is that People are digging their heels into their side of the fence and they don't know the middle ground. They don't know how to find it. 
Mm. They feel they feel so threatened and they feel so scared that they're that they can't even they can't even venture out to try to understand it. And I said Republicans earlier, I don't have a problem with Republicans in general. Uh, there's a politician that I really like that's a Republican. I mean, I only gave one example, but nevertheless, I know that there are good, good people who are Republicans. I'm not even a Democrat. So I'm just saying, I just, all I guess I wanted to say is I'm not on either side of the fence and I can see both sides. And I would hope, like you said, that other people can challenge themselves to try to find the middle ground. I think it's uncomfortable, right? It's just uncomfortable acknowledging all of these biases and these um uh privileges and so people are just avoiding discomfort and i think a lot of people are scared and ignorant there's that too but but also they're scared of the whole cancel culture thing you're scared of like oh maybe if i say something that everybody might not like then i'm gonna be hated on but doesn't that it like doesn't that uh, um promote like sheep mentality like everybody has to think this way, whether it's right or wrong or whatever, right? They have to think this way. But what if you don't? Oh, then we'll kick you out. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, though, something that you and I talk about a lot is uh, people who are successful and people who are successful are often outliers. And they're often, they often get mud thrown at them or, I mean, not physically, but you know, people have crap to say. And yeah. that kind of goes back to my theory that no matter who you are and what you stand for, there's a solid portion of the population that's just not going to like you for no reason. Yeah, like Lady Lady Gaga was bullied a lot in high school. She got thrown into a dumpster at the high school. And she got, yeah, she got really bullied too. She created a foundation, you know? I, I forgot what her foundation is, but it was really fighting against bullying, you know? And, um because she said she was weird and she was she you know, obviously look at her you know I'm like she's so successful and so unique and so beautiful in so many ways but it took a long time to get there she was bullied for a long time and she was like fuck you guys I'm still gonna do it but some unfortunately some people don't have that willpower and, or the self-belief and go fuck you guys they go oh okay okay okay, okay yeah. maybe oh, okay maybe you're right you know, and and I understand the cancel culture. Well, how it started, I think it had great intentions because it was like, um, you know, people were getting away with sexual harassment, be getting away with, um, racism, getting away with everything. It's like, no, you're gonna get canceled if you say shit, right? And I understand that, like whistleblowing. Let's, yeah, let's put this guy's face on the cover of, you know, a cover of U.S. News and say this motherfucker did this, you know. And yes, I agree with that. But then there's also the extreme when you then there's a fear of not saying anything so but going back to your swinging on the extremes like we just meet in the middle and go hey you should say that but you should be feel free to say that you know we we are selective with our freedom oh yeah but you know i don't know that there is a perfect culture i don't know that there's a perfect government and like I said, I just have to focus on the positives and there's many, many positives. And I got to focus on improving myself. Like you were saying about that lady who said, you know, if women were more encouraging of each other, maybe we could have been more successful. And I and think, still- yeah. And I think that that's a really great thing to focus on. I think that's a really great thing to focus on instead of being bitter and hateful about the way things are let's try to build each other up so it can be different that's a beautiful way to think about it for a long time i was very jealous insecure um probably really not fun to be around and i would be really jealous of women a lot i don't know if i would even be be able to be on a podcast with you today if uh you know in my 20s because i needed to be the hot shot because i needed to be smarter if i if i if i was in my 20s and transported them and she, she somehow came here and was on this podcast she would just make you try to make you feel less than like I, mm. it would just be like how special am i look at it's, it's like a brag an hour of bragging you know what i mean i don't know if we're gonna have a lot of listeners <laughs> with a 20 year old julie let's just say um but I, I know that I would have done that. So I, I wonder 
if it, for me, it was just self-esteem. Once I had self-esteem, self-worth, I started realizing, oh my God, you know, I could attract more um, flies with honey or something, you know? And, and, and also not just that, but I actually love my life way more when I'm more positive. When I'm supporting you, I'm realizing I'm supporting me and I was letting go of this scarcity mentality. That is so beautiful. And I agree with that. I agree that, you know, we, they say that we spend 80% of our time thinking about negative things. When are we supposed to be happy then if we're spending 80% of our time thinking about negative shit? So basically we make ourselves miserable. So what you're saying is I've chosen to make myself happy. I've chosen to focus on positive things and be more positive. And guess what? Now I'm happier as a result. What? Mind blowing. You're welcome, everyone. Thank Julie. She's the queen for today. Mic drop. Mic drop. 